0: You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a podcast that's all about supporting parents as they bring up children. We've got experts and advice to help you through the more challenging bits of parenting. I'm Siobhan Hunt. children is a massive shift in your life. A new baby has a way of absorbing all your time and thoughts. And whenever you emerge from the baby fog, it can be a bit confusing. You might feel completely different, have different desires. You might want more sleep than sex. And the things you used to love doing just don't seem to fit anymore. So how do you move out of the baby fog and rediscover who you are right now. Danielle Colley is a life coach. I'm calling her a life coach, but she's much more than that. At Your Good Life, she practices positive psychology and something that's quite new to me, it's neuro-linguistic programming. Hi, Danielle. How are you?
1: Hello. Good morning. I'm well, thank you.
0: (laughs) Now, um, is it possible to explain what neuro-linguistic programming is to someone who's never experienced it?
1: Absolutely. So, if you break down the actual words, neuro is neurology. So the brain, linguistic is language and programming is programming. So it's actually looking at the way our brain works, our, the way our own brains work. So the way we think what we think, how we think what we think. So rather than thinking about um, why we're thinking what we're thinking, it's looking at the strategies behind what is going on for us as we are having these behaviours, these thought patterns and stuff like that. So uh, it's basically
0: basically looking at the way you're thinking, like why you're thinking what you're thinking. So if we can take a solid example of that... Mm and something that's probably quite relevant to um, parents everywhere is that critical inner voice. Like once you have a new baby, you don't know what you're doing and you're thinking, I'm hopeless, I'm getting this all wrong, everyone else is doing this better than me. Um, And that can become quite a constant thing in your brain that you're not even aware you're doing. Yeah, sure. If someone came to you and said, this is how I'm feeling, I just think I'm shit at everything. Right. How do you use neuro linguistic programming in that situation?
1: Well, it's looking at it, it's putting it all into context for a start. You know, are you shit at everything or are you feeling like you're really um, struggling in certain areas of your life? Um, when it comes to like neuro linguistic programming uh, in that sort of instance, it's really breaking it down to what is going on for that person, what ...has happened before this for them to have these thoughts. So when we think the same thing over and over, we create the neural pathway, right? So if you are um, waking up daily thinking, oh, I'm bad at this, I'm a terrible parent, I'm really failing my child, I'm not connecting with my child... Chances are, it's not the first time you've been thinking, "I'm not good at something. I am. Um, I don't pick things up naturally, or whatever." So it's actually getting back to the root cause of where this issue of self worth and um, like ability comes from. So it could even be like something that happened in your childhood has given you this impression that you're not good at, you're not a fast learner or you're not um, able to pick things up or even not sort of intuitively in touch with your own femininity or, you know, like it can be so interesting that root causes of the thoughts that we have, you know
0: what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued though, because I'm sure you've worked with lots of mums. Have you found that that is something that starts a long time ago because there are so many mums who feel that way. It's Absolutely, like you have a baby, and it's all. I always thought it was like the social expectation that all of a sudden you'd know exactly what to do because this thing had come out of your vagina. Right. Do not think, baby. baby. We we love our children. The baby. Yeah. Um, and and that's where I thought perhaps that, that um, uncertainty came from. So, in your experience with mums, does it link back before that, or is it can social expectations of women play into that? Look, negative if you think, about, I was actually
1: thinking about this the other day. It, we put this pressure on ourselves, and if you consider, like in generations gone, we were living more in a village, so we would have helped to raise the kids in the community. Everyone was in and out of each other's houses. When I had a child, I had never changed a nappy and I had barely even held a child. So, you know, if you think about the um, families of old where you had massive families and the cousins were looking after the cousins and the parents were off working or whatever, uh, it's just a very different society that we live in now. So I think a lot of the pressure is coming a from society for us to just naturally pick it up but we put this pressure on ourselves and expect ourselves to innately have this knowledge of how to best care for this tiny person who is completely reliant on us and we are often really isolated as well um so our partner's at work all day we're at home all day with a child that you
0: know that is like a pressure cooker in itself so um isn't that interesting though we don't think of it that way we think oh aren't we lucky we don't have to go to work we can be with our baby when really you're sitting at home in four walls with on your own isolated of course it's going to be a lot of pressure and absolutely and I think that in my
1: experience the more successful and the higher pressure career that the mother has come from into this now parenting environment the harder the struggle has been. Now, that is a very broad generalisation and I can only base that on the women that I have talked to, but I have definitely seen like the more successful the woman has been prior to having a child, like the harder it is for her to – yeah, because it's con- successful different...
0: with a baby no, and stop crying. No, exactly. So there's
1: a level of control that you have to relinquish. There's a level of um, – there's a level of power that you have to just really let go of. And I think that that can be really confronting, particularly if you have, um, you know, had like people under you that just do what you say or, you know, like, <laughs> because that's Wouldn't all, that be nice? I know, right. It's all, it's all just out the window. But I think that, you know, the, the, transition for anyone as a first time mum, second time mum, third time mum, you know, like, I I don't know about you, but there have been so many times where as a mum of two, I've like seen a mum of one and she's like, oh, it's so hard. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I thought it was hard too. And now I have two kids. And then I imagine once you have like five kids, you're like, oh my gosh, you know. (laughs) No, by five, (laughs) you're just like brain dead. You're like,
0: whatever, look after yourselves. (laughs) Yeah,
1: seriously, I'm just doing the washing. Um. But yeah, I think that I think that having a greater understanding of um, our thoughts, where our thoughts are coming from, um, sort of even thinking about them critically. You know, what where is that coming from? Why am I thinking that? Is this thought helpful to me? No, you know. And and uh, and having that sort of understanding that it, we do have automatic negative thoughts. These thoughts do pop up in our head, and are they actually helping us in our days or are they holding us back? So I think that's that's also something to think about.
0: And with neuro-linguistic programming, because you gave me a little taster of it the other day, from what I understand, you work with people to try and almost um, change the path, give people different paths, get off that negative right exactly. you've, you've got there, and yep. you work with quite a... In a way, it's quite visual. It's it's yeah. almost taking you away from your critical thinking brain and Absolutely. into a crazy woo-woo world for me, <laughs> but very interesting. Um, how important is it that for people to get the most out of something like this, that they do go, okay, I'm just going to go with this. I'm going to use these visualization techniques. I'm going to trust the process. Well, I think
1: anything that you do, if you're going into any kind of um – Therapeutic process, or you're going to someone to say, I have this issue, I have this problem that is presenting, and I really want to sort it out. If you're not playing at 100%, you're wasting everybody's time, especially your own, and you're also wasting your money. So it's always really beneficial to play at 100%. You know, you're there for a specific reason. The thing um, I think with NLP is. It, you need to have a bit of an understanding about how, of the brain, right? So you've got your conscious mind, your unconscious mind, and your critical faculty, okay? So your conscious mind is the part of you that – uh, it is always on, and it is thinking, right? And your unconscious mind is the part of you. It's got a, a numerous roles, but it keeps you safe. It does all of your automatic stuff, or your breathing, and whatever. And then your critical faculty is the the little voice in your mind that, that they call it the the part the the part of your brain that that cares enough to um, to work out what's right and what's wrong, like what's fact and what's fiction. So we often. Our critical faculty gets in our own way. So the neurolinguistic, like working with the NLP, um, with that um, visualization and stuff like that, it is actually sort of talking straight to the unconscious mind. So it's bypassing all of that obvious brain noise and getting straight into the unconscious mind. So every experience that we've had, every thing that we do, every behaviour that we have, we we have these internal representations of it, um, and By changing those internal representations, it gives us the opportunity to change the experience or the behaviour and certainly change the emotional charge that we attached to the data.
0: Yeah, that's so so interesting. Yes, yes. So, um, you know, what you could do if it's in that situation tell me if I'm getting this right. If you are a mum who's thinking, I'm hopeless, I'm terrible, I'm yeah. blah, you're trying to identify the feelings, where that comes from on an unconscious level and mix it up with something where the parent can transfer that feeling away. Is that right? Like sort of go so so that they can understand that it is a feeling that can dissipate. It doesn't have to be attached to their mothering. or
1: Absolutely. And
0: it, and, and chances
1: are it hasn't, it, it, it isn't actually stemming specifically from their parenting. It's something that has been like the root cause of that could have been in their childhood. In you know, um, so when we have these feelings of inadequacy, these self-worth issues, these confidence issues, um, anger, sadness, fear, hurt, guilt, all of these feelings, are, you know, we've experienced so many times in our lives. And with those feelings often comes a story or an experience and the more we sort of experience that or feel that feeling, the more we like hang on to the fact that this is us and it becomes like our identity, you know. The, yes, I, these experiences of my life are who I am. And we get very attached to the story, you know. And the thing about, um, timeline therapy in, in particular,
0: and timeline is, therapy is part of neuro... Yes, timeline... Training.
1: Yes, it's, it's, a, it's one of the techniques used in NLP. The thing about timeline therapy is you can go and remove the root cause of these emotions. So when you look back at certain incidences in your life, the memory is still there, but you've removed the charge. The emotional charge is now gone. So that enables you to see things in a more... Um, Like just with a different perspective, you know, you can actually observe the incident as opposed to observe your reaction to it. And uh, it just makes a really big difference to your life experience and then moving forward. So... If you are um, experiencing these sort of self-worth issues or um, confidence and shame issues around your parenting, if you can go and bust some of the root causes of those incidences that may have happened to that, that led to these feelings prior to you becoming a parent, if you can alleviate those feelings, then it can change the experience that you're having in your current life.
0: We'll be back with more from Danielle right after this. Sometimes parenting can be challenging, and sometimes it can be a downright laugh. The wonderful thing about being a kid is having wonderment in your eyes, looking at the world and going, we've all pushed oh. our children's poo down, <laughs> down the drain. <the> <laughs> Either way, it's fun to share stories with people who really understand the joys and sorrows of raising small children. I'm Siobhan Hunt, and The Parent Panel is a weekly podcast I host, where we invite a mum and a dad to discuss the events and stories of the week. The Parent Panel, available wherever you get your podcast. When you and I spoke the other night, it was probably for an hour or so, yeah. and I did notice change in what we were talking about, a change in feeling. You know, no one was more surprised than I was, Danielle. As much <laughs> as I trust you, I was a I little am bit, a bit smug. I have to say, now, <laughs> when I was like checking
1: back in, so now when you think about that it, that feeling, that old feeling we were talking about, how does that feel for you now? And you were like, "Yeah, it feels. It, it actually feels really different." And I was like, "Yes,
0: there we go." <laughs> it was very surprising. I, I love being surprised, and. Um, being put back into my cynical box or out of it, I should say. <laughs> yeah. um, so that was just one hour. But I imagine that what we're when you're talking about these things, that a neural pathway is formed over years and years and hundreds and thousands of thoughts, yes. thinking of my own process of thinking. How long does do you typically take to try and – divert someone from that course that they're on because I think a lot of people are probably familiar with the idea of the neural pathways are probably familiar with negative self-talk but just think okay I'm just going to be positive and then they'll feel they'll think something that's negative and then they'll get down on themselves for thinking something negative and it just compounds yeah and they end up feeling worse because they've tried to change that thought pattern on their own yeah how long does it take you working in conjunction with someone do you think to try and really change that path
1: Look, it really depends. As I said, you know, someone has to come with a particular context. So um, it's usually, you know, in the area of career or relationship or relationship with themselves, their health, stuff like that. And we look at we look at the problem sort of in relationship to a certain context, and then and and we look at the context that's going to be the most pervasive throughout their entire life. So the idea is that um, when we bust the area bust this particular area the whole life is going to open up in in other ways but it's finding the one area that is most pervasive um how long does it take my program my breakthrough program is a um about an eight to ten hour program now that can be done in a day you know, so Sounds we... Sounds intense. Oh, yeah. We, 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 it's like, you know, bring your stack hat. No, not at all. It's, a, it's actually a really beautiful and amazing experience to do it in a day because you arrive one person and you leave somebody else, you know, and it's mm. and it's really profound. And I've, I've done one in a day. I've experienced it in a day and I've also um, done a few in a day with clients. But then other people like to do a two-hour session and leave it for four weeks in between so that they can really process and integrate um, everything that's been going on for them. So it's a very personal journey that... I I tailor the breakthrough program to each particular client, um, clearly. Like I've got um like group programmes, which is a more generalized thing. But when people come for a breakthrough programme on a specific issue that they really want to bust in their life, that is a very personalized and tailored program. Mm. So that um that and it is about eight to ten hours and uh and however however they want to put it together, you <laughs> yeah. know.
0: Well before I let you go, um I didn't actually say but before you came to do this you were a writer. Yes. You're still a writer. You yes. never stopped being a writer. <laughs> um what made you decide to make this change? Sure, look, I my my father
1: died and I stopped writing for a couple of months and I moved my children over to go and stay with him and help him through that process. And something... So he was ill
0: yes, until he was there. Yeah, that. yeah,
1: yeah. So he had cancer. And uh, and we knew that he was um, not going to make it. Like we knew that I was... When I went to stay with him, um, I, the idea was that I would try to help him stay in his own home for as long as possible. And um, and, and we did that, which was, you know, that, that was what we set out to do. So that was amazing. Going through that experience, that sort of the death experience was so deeply profound for me that it made me question everything that was going on in my life. It brought up all sorts of self-esteem issues. It made me question my purpose. What, you know, what was I even doing? Like is there more? Is there more, you know? So um when I came home, the grief journey was really quite profound for me and I spent a lot of time on the couch. I was like I'm never going to write again. I don't have a decent word inside me. Everybody thinks I'm a fraud. And I ended up going, um, to a kinesiologist for a single session, uh, which turned into a couple of sessions, which was so wild and weird and amazing that I decided to go and learn how to do it. And the college that I went to, they also taught NLP. So... Uh, i I did delve into kinesiology but the further down the rabbit hole I went with NLP I was like this is absolutely my jam like it is so interesting and the positive psychology coaching you know like looking at what is going well with someone rather than what's not going right with someone it was all really awesome for me and the thing was I mean I have been to grief counseling over the years I've been to marriage counseling I've been to like eating disorder counseling I've been to so many different kinds of therapists and <laughs> and for me like coming back to NLP and taking away the content, like you take away all of the content and you just get into the like the root causes, what's going on, how are you thinking what you're thinking, let's change up the way your brain is processing this information and it just like busts the content, it busts the emotions without having to delve into the stories and the whys and rehash all of the painful stuff over and over and I found that so freeing. That it really made me want to help people and um, to live like more fulfilling lives and and feel better about themselves, you know. Particularly mothers who have lost so much and not lost themselves, but poured so much of themselves into their families in order to be the best mums that they can possibly be, and you kind of lose sight of your own identity within that or, or outside of that role. So helping women to tap back into. Their own purposes, their goals, their dreams, their passions, and help them to alleviate any feelings of guilt or self worth issues or confidence issues, so that they can really like step up
0: and and be more than a mum and be a flourishing human, you know oh, I love that flourishing human, yes, you've got the words down, Pat. This is actually the perfect job for you, isn't it you're yeah. a you're a words lady yeah exactly yeah, you're on exactly. It. exactly. And um Danielle the, uh, before I finally let you leave you do have um you have generously said you'll have an offer for our listeners
1: Yeah yeah I'd love to I'd love to uh, hear from your listeners so um if you email me Uh, I will send you out my what do you need more of in your life right now quiz. It's a super fun little quiz. If you email me at uh, danielle at yourgoodlife.com.au, I'll send that out to you. But if you do that in the next 24 hours, I will also offer a 15, 20-minute complimentary discovery call to find out where you're at in your life right now, where you wish you could be, and how we could bridge that gap.
0: Fabulous. Danielle, thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for having me. That's Danielle Colley, her business i'm going to say is your good life and if you're interested in that quiz danielle was talking about the email is danielle d-a-n-i-e double l-e at yourgoodlife.com.au we'll put that link in the notes to this episode and you will have 24 hours from the time this episode drops so make sure you get in touch with her she'll send out the quiz and if you get to her in that time she'll give you a complimentary 15-minute chat